Welcome to the How to Be a Minimalist podcast. My name is Katie and I'm your host. Thank you so much for joining me today. I really appreciate it. This is episode number 132, The Minimalist Kitchen. Hey there, minimalists. My husband and I and our children are on the road. We are, well, first off, we have full-time RV currently, and we are in the process of moving from the Pacific Northwest to Utah, but we decided to dip into California to visit some friends for a little bit, and then we will be making our way to Utah. Before we got all ready to leave and get on the road again, I went through the whole kitchen and I made sure that it was in solid order for the summer. It's really important for me to do this. Not only do I want to have kind of an inventory of what we've got in our cupboards, but I also just love having a really clean rig right before we leave. So we are on the road-ish, making our way to where my husband will be starting his new job pretty soon here. So that's what we will be talking about today after the personal update. First off, I don't really know where I am in my goals right now. I have not really been keeping track of anything. I have honestly been struggling to podcast ever since we knew that we would be moving, but in particular, ever since we've been on the road for about a month now, I guess we've been on the road. It's been just even more of a struggle. I've I've found it incredibly challenging, honestly. There have been a few things that have happened, but also I have been feeling this more and more that it's just difficult to make time for the things that are my hobbies, goals, whatever. It's just super challenging, especially on the road. I'm not really surprised because every summer it's hard to take time for myself. We're always busy doing something or like it's impossible to record because the air conditioners in an RV are so loud. And where we are, it's absolutely necessary to have air conditioners running. It's over 100 degrees most days where we are currently. So that's how it gets very hot in an RV that is not well insulated or anything like that. So I don't have much of an update as far as my 2022 goals go. I just kind of have been struggling and I'm trying to get into a better headspace. But the first week that I did not put out a podcast that is regularly scheduled I uh my my grandmother had passed away and it was expected but still really hard and shortly after that we all came down sick and we are just you know now starting to recover you can tell I have some congestion and stuff like that but it basically led to me taking two weeks off and really thinking like, why am I pushing so hard? This is really difficult to be managing this on the road anyway, but I don't, I don't know. My ideas have not dried up. I'm not tired of podcasting. I love it. I'm just in this messy part of my life and I don't have the space for podcasting right now in an, any kind of regular sense. I don't even know where I'm going to be next week for my podcast. So I've decided that for now, I'm just going to podcast when I have the time for it. And hopefully that will mean that very soon things will be settled back down and I will have more time for it. But I just keep on feeling all this pressure. I got to put out a podcast episode. I've got to do this. I've got to do that. And it's not happening. There's not enough time for it. So I'm going to just ease up on myself a little bit and I'm going to podcast when I have good time for it, when I can sit down and actually do this justice. 
I do have to say thank you so much for your support on Patreon and through Venmo. That's very, very sweet of all of you that have supported the show over this time that I've had the show and those accounts open. I appreciate that. Totally understand if you unsubscribe from Patreon right now. If you have not already done it, I totally get it. Um, I'm I'm not active on Patreon right now. It's been too difficult and there have been, yeah, life is messy right now and I think everyone understands how that is because everyone's life gets messy sometimes. So right now I'm just going to kind of take a little breather and make sure that I am podcasting in a good positive way and in keeping with my minimalist ideals really. I outlined this podcast episode like a month and a half ago, something like that, and I'm passionate about this topic. I think it's really important. So let's dive right in. I think that kind of like our clothing closets, the kitchen cupboard doors hide a lot of chaos and it's easy to not think about whether we are very minimalistic in the kitchen or not. Plus food and the tools to prepare and eat it are essential. So it's easy to justify having excesses in the kitchen. I'd say that I'm doing a pretty good job of storing food in the RV as well as managing it and keeping our costs down. But the limited space has been super helpful to me in this and it has made me very mindful and I've had to think about whether I want something in our home or not in our RV kitchen. When we had a sticks and bricks house though, it was so much harder because it was easy to open a cupboard door and stuff something in, close the cupboard door and the kitchen still looks good as long as it's clean, right? You don't really think about it. So today I wanted to talk about some of the things that I do in order to keep myself on track with minimalism in the kitchen. First off, I ask myself, do I really need two sets of fill in the blank? Measuring cups, dishes, baking sheets, nine by 13 pans, etc. Do I really, really need two sets of things? Because we full-time RV, we have kind of one per person of most things. For instance, we have four plates. We have five cereal bowls because I use one of them as a serving bowl a lot of the time for my kids. But most things are one per person. I donated a lot of my specialty baking pans and things like that because I found that I never used them anyway. And when I really started to get into minimalism. I got rid of my second set of measuring cups. I got rid of my second set of measuring spoons. There are only one of almost every single utensil. I just found it so hard to justify in a sticks and bricks house, but particularly once we moved into the RV, I could not justify keeping two of very many things. If you go through your cupboards, you can ask yourself, do I really need a duplicate of this or that? Before you go getting rid of all of your stuff, you really should ask yourself that question because if you do freezer meals or things like that where maybe you use, you're trying to cut back on disposable products and so you keep a bunch of 9 by 13 pans around so that you can use them when you do your freezer meals, that makes sense. Those kinds of things I totally understand. I get that. But if you just want to do that and you don't actually do any freezer meals and you have 10 9 by 13 pans in your cupboards, do you actually need that? Is that something that you can donate? Maybe you can donate it to a location where you can actually borrow it back. I have actually done that with some people and it works really well. For me, though, it has to be really justified or I don't want the duplicates. 
The second question I ask myself is, am I really going to make this dish with the specialty ingredients? Especially right now when there's a lot of inflation going on and there, there's just a lot going on with food. I, I think that it's really important to make sure that when you make your meal plans and your shopping lists, buy the things that you and your family will actually eat because you don't want to have a whole bunch of stuff around that's complicated to cook, difficult to store, expires possibly before you use it, and stuff that maybe your family will enjoy eating, maybe they won't. So often specialty ingredients, when I have purchased them anyway, they just sit around and expire, they waste space, they take up resources, and I have demanded that something be produced without actually using it. And so I wait a long time before investing in in ingredients for new dishes. And I try to make sure that when I purchase spices or herbs, I get them from a bulk section. That way I can just buy a little bit or I maybe just purchase the smaller can or jar of whatever is needed in order to make that dish. Sometimes it means that we don't eat as many new meals as we could, but I feel like we have a lot of different cuisines that we eat. I feel like I have developed helped my kids develop really good palates. They do a great job with lots of fruits and vegetables. They do a great job with lots of different types of meals. And I'm, I'm pretty happy with where we are. This third question that I ask myself is about actual dishes and dinnerware and things like that. And that question would be, where can I display or store the pretty or special platters and serving dishes that I want to keep so that I actually use them. That was a long, complicated, I'm sure grammatically wrong sentence, but whatever. (laughs) You know what I'm saying. A long time before I actually called myself a minimalist or was practicing anything like that, I realized that I never used any pretty serving dishes. So I decided I wanted to reorganize my kitchen. It was a really quite small kitchen, but I had a few cupboards that had glass in the door so you could see through them and I set out in front the pretty things that I wanted to use and I did my best to rearrange things so that my kitchen was pretty and also a reminder to me to use some of those things. It actually worked really well. I learned that I don't like double stacking things as in I don't want a bunch of stuff behind the front things nor do I want a bunch of stuff stacked on top. I am a super lazy person when it comes to things like that, and I won't pull them out if it's way far back, if I have to get a stepladder because I'm short. I'm not going to do it. I just, I know I won't. I'll just grab the thing that's right there because, well, maybe it's not laziness. It's just being busy. I know my kitchen and I have to get food on the plates and I can't be fussing around with all this extra stuff. So having that all up in the front was great for me and I used the pretty things and it was awesome. I loved it. Living in an RV is different. It's very difficult because I can't keep very many pretty things in here and some of those things are stored in our storage unit and I'm excited to get them out. I've honed in what I really want and I I don't have a lot of kitchen stuff left but I do have a couple of boxes of things that I'm excited to get back to because I know that when we have a sticks and bricks home again, that's exactly how I'll set up my kitchen. I will put the pretty things where I can see them and where I can easily get to them. Even though there's not as much space in the RV, 
I still try to practice this though. Just last night I made a treat for my family and I got out a pie plate instead of a regular eight by eight pan and I I cooked it in the pie plate instead of that dish just to use something pretty and make it a little bit more appealing. And you know what? It looked beautiful. It was awesome. If we have nice things, we should use them so that we can enjoy them. The fourth question is, how can I use up what I've got? If you have purchased some specialty ingredients or you have some pretty dishes that you want to use and serve your foods on, how can you use up what you've got? You might need to actually schedule for yourself a night of the week where you use the good china or once a month when you do that or whatever. If you're going to keep it, find a way to use it. You may also need to decide a night when you're going to use one thing out of your cupboard and make up those specialty dishes that you've found recipes for, done all the research for, and purchased the ingredients for. It would be a shame for those things to go to waste. So if you purchased a necessary ingredient, make the time to use it. I know that can be challenging, but if you pick a night a week where you do something like that, something special, or even once a month or whatever, you know your schedule, of course, (laughs) I don't. Um, But when you can set yourself a little bit of time to do those things, I think it's really fulfilling. And then also you're making time for something that you love and something that you're interested in. And also you're preventing waste and our resources are precious. We should make sure that we utilize them well. So taking the time to use up something, make it a special night, get some iced tea out. You can turn on some music, make it a fun thing. Maybe get some of your family or a friend involved. Have a good time. Most of the nights when I cook stuff up, it's quick and it's easy. And I just try to make sure that the foods that I make for my family are filling and nutritious. But it is really fun those nights when I say, oh, I'm going to make something really good tonight. And I take the time to get out the special things, get out the special dishes, get out the special foods and ingredients and whip up something really tasty. My minimalist challenge for you today is to open your cupboards and ask yourself, what foods and tools can you use up or donate? So my challenge is choose three things to either use up or donate and make your kitchen a little bit more of a minimalist, useful workspace that you can really enjoy. Thank you so much for being here today. I do appreciate it. I don't know when the next episode will be, but it will be, and it will be great when I get to be here again with you. I definitely appreciate you listening, and we will see you sometime soon. In the meantime, remember it is all about the experiences, not the stuff. <laughs>